0: Lesson one, <laughs> do not mistake the record and the hang-up buttons, because they're both red.
1: So I wanted to have a kind of a follow-up conversation, because at the end of our last recording session, we ended up having kind of a kind of fascinating talk about Bill's Roar of the Underground, his podcast slash radio station. And I thought it was kind of timely, because I'm trying to build up my own thing, so... I am looking to talk to Bill about his journey in there, so I can be more popular than him. So <laughs> that is my not going to be easy. Yeah, this is no, Bill. He's not. got a
2: de- he's a decade in. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's it's true. true. But I, and I also want to talk to you, Toby, about how you built your own company, The Mighty Mo. Yeah. So with that being said, Bill, did you want to kind of start off like? What was When did you really want to get into podcasting?
0: Well, I didn't really want to be into podcasting. I wanted to be into radio back in high school because I mm-hmm. liked heavy metal and you couldn't hear what I liked on the radio unless you stayed up till like midnight or something. And it was on for one weekend a night. So that was kind of always my pie in the sky dream or whatever. I went to college and they had a radio station that you could just volunteer for. And being a freshman, again, I got the worst possible time slot. It was like, oh, I don't know if it was Friday night or Saturday night, but it was like, like 12 to 2 a.m. or something terrible, something you wouldn't want because that's when everyone goes out and parties at college. <laughs> but not you. But I, I mean, <laughs> being a freshman, I didn't didn't know where to go to party anyway, so yeah. it didn't really matter. Uh-huh. Um, So I do that, and... It was fun. It was, you know, kind of a learning experience. You actually ran a board. We, we didn't even have a real radio signal at that point, but we did have um, online streaming live. That's pretty and cool. And we get, yeah, we get people listening from like random countries like Brazil. I don't know how they found us. And um, they also had a cable channel in the dorms that the um, radio station got piped into. And I remember the first time I went there, I had my. You know, it was CDs, right? I had all my CDs at college, and I emptied my laundry basket and just stacked all the boxes of CDs I had in there and called the, the, we called it the limo service. It was just vans that would run around to the different places. So I hopped in the limo with a big basket full of all my CDs and just started going. You know, there was no one else there. It was just me. And I started playing, like, Ride the Light" something either that song or something in that album pretty tame by today's standards and the phone rings and i was like oh yes this is awesome someone's listening (laughs) pick it up and it must have been some like overnight worker that was subjected to a tv or a speaker that had the radio station just piped into that building because he's like what the what the hell are you playing my first response was like, "Well, what do you want to hear?" And he just hung up the phone. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, whatever." But yeah, that I did that for four some years, I guess. Maybe a little. Did longer. you get a better slot? Um. Yeah. Eventually, it was a seniority thing, of course. So yeah. Once I got to be junior and senior, I got a better time slot. But I don't remember when it was. I couldn't tell you if maybe it was eight to ten, ten to midnight. I don't know.
1: Well, they're never going to give, like, the metal show, like, the 6 to 8 drive time slot, are they?
2: Mm,
0: you never know. In the 80s, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I guess so. It was all metal, all the time. You never know. Well, that was... Okay, so fast-forwarding. That was one of the things that sort of got the attention of the higher-ups at the radio station I'm at now. Um, they... You know, had a pledge drive didn't go so well and they wanted to try out a thing where someone would get like a block of 24 hours to do what they want to do and they also had the idea because um there was a metal show well it's still on the metal show called root of all evil it's been on for like 30 plus years and the guy that founded it he um unfortunately died of some kind of cancer back in 2011 i think it was but he had run that show for a long time. He's a pillar, of the, a pillar of the community, well-liked and stuff. And so someone had the idea, let's do a 24-hour block of metal in his name, tribute to him, and use it to raise money and because we want to refurbish this uh, studio, this studio space at the station that's kind of fallen into disrepair. And so we'll name it after him. And we raised, like, $4,200 and... Like you were saying, oh, no one's gonna put metal in six to eight p.m. Well, we did, and people gave money, so there really? it, it showed the demand that there was for this kind of type of music, and it really helped my case, being able to move from four a.m. on Saturday morning to ten p.m. on Thursday night. Just I think that kind of hit it home for everyone that hey, this is a good idea. This has enough um, you know push behind it that. It's it's gonna be good for the station.
2: Share with us like a bit about the other programming on the station because it's not like music. Right? I mean, not only music, right?
0: It's not no. It's not a hundred percent music. There's a lot of like public interest stuff. Um, there's foreign language stuff. Got I think there's a Hmong Hmong radio show. There used to be a Norwegian one, but there's not anymore. There's a few that are exclusively spanish spoken I can't I don't have the schedule in front of me. I suppose I could pull it up, but yeah there's there's a lot of different things going on but the the main complaint I've had is that a lot of this shows have been there for like t- ten twenty, even thirty years, and it's mm-hmm. they're playing like golden oldies <laughs> and I guess, yeah, I mean you're not doing well, every I year, mean, if, if get you're more
2: stale by the year
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And that's how I got this slot because the guy at 10 p.m. to midnight just finally decided to retire. (laughs) He died. You know? (laughs) That (laughs) happened last year. Somebody. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And then right after? Like, how long do you wait to try to get his uh, time slot? So I looked it up today because I couldn't remember. But yeah. the first show that I had on the radio station as a web-exclusive show, a podcast, was August 25th of 2017. So I was a podcast, so to speak, for about a year. Mm. They had a schedule shake-up. They wanted to fix, like, their morning show was terrible, and they wanted to fix that. And then they also decided to kind of reshuffle some things. And that opened up that 4 a.m., time slot and i took that thinking oh, i'll just keep recording this in my basement i don't want to get up that early and then i thought why not i'll just try it out see what it's like and it's kind of a lot easier plus it's more fun so i stuck with that for about another year and now now we're on the air at a decent time when like 4 a.m what day of the week saturday morning saturday morning oh
1: so it wasn't like during the work day or anything like that
0: So I'd go to bed as early as I could on Friday night, set my alarm for about 2.45, wake up, leave the house by 3, and I'd go and pick Lydia up because she lived just over in Farmington, which is not far, and she doesn't have a license. Um, Pick her up from her house and drive up and get there by um, like 3.45, and then start at 4 and go till 6 a.m., and then just come home and start your day all over again you know and that are you bringing your own uh, CDs and stuff there finals yes I started out with just a computer Mm -hmm. because you can they have a line in for a computer and had some software so that's the easiest way to do it is just play it all off your computer and I I didn't take requests because I figured no one would be uh, awake to take requests or give requests at that hour so I planned out the whole show basically like I did when I was podcasting it, and um, just had the computer. And the first time I showed up, well, the show in front of me has a computer plugged into the line in, and that's all they're using too. So there's no way to do like a smooth changeover. So like they had to jump back on the mic and bullshit for a little bit (laughs) while we got the computer set up. And after that, I'm like, okay, I should start every show with a CD just so I don't have to interfere with that Mm. BS. So then I started doing like selfies with the CDs. Like, hey, check out what I'm playing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And posting those up on Facebook and it's something for someone to see and like and be like, "Oh, we played that. I should go check it out," you know. So then I started trying to bring as many CDs as I could if I had them. And I'd mix in the CDs and the the MP3 from the computer. And we have record players, but I didn't want to use them just because I was scared about the quality Right. like it picking up dust or something and um, when I got a co-host which was a, James which is about oh a month after I started doing it live um, I wanted him to play some stuff and he's like oh I've got the vinyl of this Black Sabbath can I bring it in and play it I'm like sure let's try it out so we played it, and even though it was a little dusty, it still sounded okay, even when you play it back and you hear the cracks that pops, it's kind of cool because it's you know it's old. so you know we we did that and I'm like, oh well, maybe we could bring some in so I'll, I plan to bring like between two and five vinyl every week and then you know just take a picture of that too to have something to show up online and it sounds perfectly fine.
2: In our band, our, uh, you know, the bands and the genres you're playing, are are they producing a lot of vinyl?
0: Yes. I'd say 90% of all oh, the really? stuff I have, you could buy a record of, huh. not just are a CD. Are they
2: still producing CDs these days, or is it? Yes. Uh, they
1: are. I saw you open up a cassette tape, too, the
2: other day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a lot of places just want to do cassettes because they're cheaper. Like this Yeah, this is the one I got.
2: Uh-huh can see that funny we're
0: back back to cassettes <laughs> yeah vhs I mean,
2: tapes are next
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i i met a guy who is in a death metal band and he like looks for for vhs tapes at garage sales and stuff because he likes horror movies and that's a big shtick yeah. with horror movies is to have them on uh-huh. vhs because all the oh, right. are from the 80s so yeah he like copies them and trades them with people and yeah there's a there's a whole underground thing for that too but i mean i like most of the time i don't listen to my vinyl because it's a hassle and i've got plenty of like new music i need to get entered on my computer so it's just like i'm just gonna play an mp3 and i probably own Mm -hmm. the vinyl you know right so it's it's fun just to have the the physical product so even if it's a cassette it's not a big deal And do you specialize
1: in certain types of metal? I know you're a metal nerd, but do you have mm-hmm. your specialties?
0: Well, my favorite genre is death metal. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I just, I don't know, I'm drawn to the most, and I like to listen to the most, I guess. Uh, thrash Metal's a close second, but it's these days the bands aren't as good. Um, the death metal bands that there are they have out now are just as good, and in some cases better than the, the Godfathers of the late 80s and early 90s, then that's not the case with Thrash Metal. I've also gotten into Black Metal a little bit, but not a ton. And for listeners that don't know what the difference is, Thrash Metal is old Metallica like Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, fast, aggressive kind of stuff. Death Metal can be fast and aggressive, but it's no one sings, it's all guttural growls and sometimes it's slowed down and doomy kind of like black sabbath it can be it can ebb and flow to the song but it's supposed to sound more evil and deathly i guess and then black metal is like thrash metal but faster and the vocals are kind of like screeching like Picture a, a witch going down in flames on her broomstick or something, and she's like, "Yeah!" It's it's kind of like it's really high pitched and yeah, and and some in in all these genres, there's even more different subgenres and styles that people get latched onto. Like with black metal, a lot of it in the early days was just like demo production-wise and it'd be a mm-hmm. full-length album. So it had, they'd call it like underground production, but it was basically just shitty production because everyone's playing in front of a, a, a play school re- recorder, you know? Oh, yeah. So Ooh, a lot about of that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's the only kind that I like.
1: Okay, Bill, I have—I do have a question for you. Yeah. I'm looking it up. According to this thing I found on the internet, what, <laughs> what, who is the greatest uh, death metal band ever? Number
0: one. The greatest death metal close. band ever. Yeah,
1: this is a list of 100 of them.
0: Oh. Well, for me personally, and I'm going to make this guess for this list also, is Death from Florida. Oh, close. They're number two on this they're list. They're number two. So, okay, if they're number two... Yep. number one is probably morbid angel they are number three number three um wow um'm trying to think who could it be uh, obituary they are number five okay who is it possessed possessed all right well that's that's a that's an issue of contention when it comes to genres
1: now Co- now how so are they black? metal, or is it this death and roll that I'm reading about right now? They're not
0: death and roll. Possessed came out in the early 80s, like 83, 84, and I think their first album was 85. Mm -hmm. And they were a lot more brutal and satanic than thrash metal bands like Megadeth or even Slayer. They're about the same as Slayer. Mm -hmm. And They were also a little bit heavier. They didn't have the growls, but the guy had like a, like he was really, he wasn't trying to sing. He was pretty low pitched, but he wasn't growling. And they had a song on the first album called Death Metal. So, you know, back then a band named Venom coined the term black metal for themselves because they were trying to be over the top evil and satanic so they called themselves black metal and i actually remember seeing the i don't know moody christian magazine that my mom had from the 80s where it was like beware of black metal and so in 1985 it was anything that was trying to be evil was called black metal they had megadeth's first album in the article you know merciful fate slayer and and venom so, it was Does one of those things... I still have
2: those magazines? Because I would love to read them.
0: No, they're gone. Read them to your kids. Yeah, her he house was... got cleaned out.
1: Now, Bill, I have a question. Oh, I didn't metal. answer your question, though. Oh.
0: Okay, I didn't answer right. your first question about Possessed. <laughs> I went off on a tangent. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So, just to be quick. So, Possessed was a thrash metal band that was super heavy. Yep. And people debate whether or not they were the first death metal band. Because... They didn't quite sound like death metal that came out after that, like Morbid Angel, Nocturnus, Death, because those people growled and they were a little bit heavier. So, yeah, some people say, oh, Possessed was the first death metal band because they influenced all these other ones. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Mm -hmm. not because they sound more like a thrash band. So them being number one is kind of like number one with an asterisk.
1: Sure. they were like the first, right? Yeah, they were one. Of, like
0: they were one of the first to be really extreme. So uh, that's the answer to that question.
1: Okay, and I have I have like a question, like to kind of clarify black metal. Now, mm-hmm. is that the black metal, or is that all the really disturbed like Norwegians that are burning down churches and stuff and killing yes. each other?
0: Okay. Yes. So yeah, it w- You seem to know something about that and there's a lot of truth to that those bands like venom i was talking about yep. i i've I haven't read that book called lords of chaos that that talks about this because a lot of people say it's just as much fiction as fact in there but i actually heard a podcast someone recommended to me i think it's called last podcast on the left that they were doing a little series on that topic mm-hmm. and you know kind of almost having a fact checker like you but kind of like putting it through a, a lens of remember these are like Fifteen and sixteen-year-old kids that you know don't have to have jobs in the summertime, and you know they can just do whatever. Trying to be evil, and it's like the one guy who took it too far and started killing people. Well, just his bandmate actually. He he wanted to be like Venom, but take the satanic part seriously. So he yeah, it, it just got to the point where it's like, well, we can't we can't show any weakness. We we're trying to be evil. He's he's the guy that would burn down churches and you know i thought that was kind of like oh churches screw them but when you read up what he was actually burning it was like ancient viking stave churches that had been there for thousands of years oh that's, that's kind lame yeah that's super lame like isn't that
1: kind of like up the death metal and black metal alley these all these pagan ch- churches and stuff like that kind of no. yeah
0: yeah yeah so that, like that's he burned one down took a photo of it the next day and put it on the cover of his first uh, EP and named it Ash or Ashes in, in Norwegian, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, th- I mean, nobody knew he did it because there weren't, like, cameras around, security cameras or anything. But, yeah, that- so the, the first wave of black metal is considered, like, Merciful Fate and Venom from the 80s, and then the second wave of black metal are these kids that started uh the other thing was they were turning away from death metal they thought death metal was too popular oh yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah because in the late 90s or the late 80s early 90s you know those bands like morbid angel they they sold a million records eventually like they got signed to a major label giant records Mm -hmm. for their third album so it was getting really popular and and they didn't like that so that's why one of the reasons why they started being more satanic and not trying to sound like those other bands with the by by using a a more primitive means of production for their albums they didn't care they didn't want to be trendy or cool so that was the second wave of black metal and the i don't know if there's really a third wave but many bands um have spawned off of the black metal scene in the last 20 years you know the the big ones that were really good and weren't all associated with the garbage you heard about were like immortal emperor, which which did have a guy that killed somebody and went to jail, but he came back. Uh, immortal emperor, uh, dark throne and uh, mayhem. mayhem's the one where all this the crap happened. the the one guy committed suicide and then another guy you know, killed his bandmate because he thought he wasn't true enough and into the cult stuff. So those were the, I guess, the main four uh, Norwegian black metal bands in the second wave. But they spawned plenty of offshoots of other bands from other countries. And um, there's also, I should mention, a, a bit of racism involved with the Norwegian scene where some people in it believe that only Norwegian you know, white people can play true black metal. Even if you're American, you you you're not really playing black metal. It's just it's an it's a inferior form of music to theirs. It's kinda of ridiculous. That's a, a minority opinion I would say. You don't hear about it much, but there are people yeah. that think that. So there's black metal everywhere. Chinese black metal, Brazilian black metal, Chilean black metal, American, southern, western black metal it's everywhere
1: why is norwegian considered the best is it because of, like the seasonal depression that's going on there i think with that it might winter. have something to do with it that because yeah. they're all
0: about you know the winter and because it's long up there
1: i'd like to really briefly kind of turn the tables on toby talk yeah about let's the listen Mighty Mo. Yeah, yeah i want to know what there. this is um
2: yeah. i read yeah. this uh book it's called what if we're wrong and this guy's looking at like uh epochs of hit pop history basically yeah he's saying okay like 100 years from now we're gonna remember one band and it might not be the beatles you know it might not be bob dylan because he looks back and he goes um uh, what's the herman melville book uh, moby dick he goes moby dick was not popular when it was written like it got popular later when teachers started assigning it and now it's considered a classic and same with uh Ethan Frome. Um, what's that?
1: Ethan Frome. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: hated that book. could be. It was a terrible uh, book. I was yeah. thinking the the uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, not oh, hit, yeah. not a hit in its day, but because yeah. the copyright expired, all yep. the TV stations just started spinning it for free, and now it's a classic. And you go, like, what's a classic Christmas movie? Well, this one, you know, for odd reasons. Because it's free. And yeah. you go, like... Uh, at some point one of these metal bands or songs possibly one that we don't even know about could be like a band that is remembered for all time you know <laughs> yeah funny. it's
1: it's going to be like uh bill's great 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 grandson who's just like have you ever listened to corn before they're amazing
2: <laughs> well and you know there was i i saw a um a thing once uh it was a live like panel thing and there was a guy in it and who was like around during the 60s and he was a news person then and he's like you know how i remember martin king martin luther king jr i just remember as a, him as a talking head on tv
0: kind of like history. jesse jackson was to us
2: yeah exactly and maybe in 30 years when jesse's long gone you know like we'll look look at it you know the history will rewrite itself basically or the, like the way that history tells a story is different from you know how we remember it maybe you
1: know yeah it's interesting i always had a thought when i was watching like amadeus and they were talking about mozart and stuff and i wondered who the modern day equivalent of mozart would be he probably wouldn't do classical music at all so i was thinking he'd probably be someone like prince or something it's just this incredibly talented person could be played everything i
2: you know so i listen to a lot of music theater and like um there are guys who are prolific in that uh right. who's the guy uh wrote phantom of the opera and 100 you know 10 other hits um you know, broadway hits uh, um the the guys who uh there's a guy who wrote frozen oh wait did he write yeah he wrote frozen he wrote avenue q he wrote book oh, of yeah. mormon you know? uh
1: john lopez yes robert lopez robert lopez yeah and you go, and his wife they're a so- songwriting team
2: yeah and then now you got the the new guy there um who did hamilton and now he's did mary poppins and moana and you know moana yeah um, and i'm sure that there's these people exist in every genre you know mm-hmm.
1: okay so toby you've been deflecting long enough let's get to toby Crines. now i remember years ago and my timeline might be all screwed up but there was a moment that you were working in a nice, cushy state university job at the University of Minnesota, and you walked out in a huff or something. You at least <laughs> wrote a song about it called I Quit My Job with a lot of swear words. my job. is that where the mighty most started
2: yeah and i think like i was on the campus of st thomas the other day just visiting a buddy of mine and uh i'm walking across the campus it's like you know like really ritzy of course and they have i went into the um like the, the student union or whatever and there's three restaurants there's like a gas station type there's the cafeteria type and then the uh restaurant sit down type and they're all like right there i'm going nobody's there you know it's just paid for with tax dollars and rich people's money Uh, i'm just going i i want to go back there now now that i've been out for 15 (laughs) years i'm ready like i'm looking at the the calmness the nobody's getting anything done you know all the employees are there just there (laughs) like nobody (laughs) expects them to do anything but show up that's what i want to get back to
1: and so back then you're motivated by something what was motivating you to get out of there
2: Uh, well, I had a a shitty boss. So like my, my whole department got taken over and, um, I, you know, the boss was just horrendous. And, uh, all my, a lot of my peers got fired when she came Uh on and for some reason she kept me around and I didn't last long either. I just, I I gave her at one point, uh, my thumb in the eye was to give her a two month notice. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) it's like, I'm going to be quitting in two months. And like, at that point, it's basically a dare. Like, I dare you to fire me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Did she? You, no, huh. I'm sure she was like, whatever, let's give him this two months, I'll wait it out. And, you know, and, you know, I took a lot of sick days and didn't do much, you know. Um,
0: so what was and, that job? What did you have to do? Uh,
2: nothing, I mean, that's the whole thing, working at the university. Like, uh, they expect you just to show up and punch the clock. I, I and In a given week, I probably did two hours of actual work. What was the job in,
0: description, it? at least?
2: Oh well, well. Let's just say, I still like, still don't know
0: what it was. <laughs> it doesn't.
2: There's nothing to do. That's the the, uh, it, the it. What it is is it doesn't even matter. Like, it's more about like everything about it's silly. They're like to do this job that requires that you're not even working requires a four year degree, <laughs> a competency in all sorts of computer programs. Like all these like uh, a long a list. The resume had to be of all these requirements a mile long and. Um, what was the job? I don't even know. It was I was What uh, department I, was it? It was the remember? MBA department. You know, I, I and I thought like my first job there was at the front desk answering the phone. Uh, that I would go I would take a job like that again.
1: If it paid I don't know if I would hire you.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem for me getting that job, of course. Especially right. after this podcast airs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally.
1: So I was thinking like in my mind that you had a big like Jerry Maguire moment where you're just (laughs) going around like who's with me who's with me everybody and nobody went with you out the door so you left your job your cushy job where you didn't have to do anything in the huff
0: and you put out a (laughs) two-month-long (laughs) huff
1: all right toby i got a question for you it has to do with uh the 10 most useless jobs out there Oh God! alright so what's the number one most useless job uh, and none of these is working for the MBA program at the Carlson School of Business at University a, a of Minnesota a
2: consultant in thousands of forms I think would be right up there
1: um, the number one according to this scientific survey is restroom attendant
2: oh yeah <laughs> that's yeah. true
1: <laughs> are you supposed to tip them I, like yeah, i don't know if you're yeah, that's oh, why right. you
2: get the candy well, then i guess that's good they okay. give you the candy and they want a tip the worst though like i don't i don't get it like i'm in there and they give me the candy and i'm like i want your your piss hand candy oh, wear some gloves you fucking idiot you fucking slacker
1: i think we were raised to be wary of men in restrooms giving us candy and so
2: it's kind yes. of uh, or worse when there's the you know you're done you wash your hands they're holding a bowl of like pre-opened candies you know what i mean like the white mints yeah. <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like reach in have some mint <laughs> 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 if you dare <laughs> and, like everyone so you know somebody likes to, you know reach to the bottom and got one and you're the next guy up Reminds me of my son you know like uh you know like he's six years old and here dad try my water <laughs> like, <you> yeah want a want a bite of this grape you know <laughs>
0: Water right. what, what do you think with num- the goldfish
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's just like bread floating around <laughs> oh, in there yeah,
1: <laughs> okay what do you think number two is
2: okay so now it's fun um the the pointless job worthless job what was it yeah worthless, worthless. uh how about the Coat check. <laughs> Just hey. Number two,
1: it says lifeguard at the swimming Olympics.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay, that's that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we don't. The, go, these need are to actual well. worthless
2: jobs. Yes. These, these are not even snark. <laughs> these are like yeah, I totally. found a least
0: list full of snark. If you want to hear something. Okay, <laughs> let's do let's do yours, Bill. Okay, so bathroom attendant was on it, but one of the other good ones was um, pet psychic. Um, (laughs) ranch dressing taster what no no somebody has to taste that ranch dressing oh similarly
2: i mean there are uh smellers who like grade all sorts of smells no
0: coffee yeah yeah Yeah. i guess that's true bigfoot hunter (laughs) yep pretty Uh, pointless um, porn historian
2: yeah that you know i'd take any historian i think that's a legit
0: <laughs> okay. And uh let's see one more. This website is so bad it, I can't even get there. Oh teen Cornish. exorcist. Teen
2: exorcist. <laughs> just teens. Like we don't yeah. we don't do the adults but we have a niche. Yeah. Our niche is the teens. Yeah. Uh we're specializing in that.
0: Mm hmm. Well here here's so, a real job that is useless in almost every state except for like two is gas station attendant
1: there you go that's true because in Oregon and New Jersey you have to pump uh, someone pumps your gas
0: yes I heard a story
1: about that like somebody in Oregon what happened was a guy decided to use it as a flamethrower and that's why (laughs) there's attendance like this happened like in the (gasps) 70s or something
0: yep I can see that
1: and they're just like oh and then so many people started working it that it's like one of those things like it's hard to get rid of because like now there's a lobby and yeah it's just sort of like are you gonna (laughs) lay off all these thousands of people that are getting tips i mean it's exactly they all have
0: families yeah Yeah, exactly right they're they're skilled at filling gas tanks (laughs) you can't take that that away from them
1: All right, so Toby, here's another one. Since you are a self-styled musical theater nerd, mm-hmm. I don't know if nerd's the right one, but enthusiast, True. maybe that's yeah, better. Yeah. What is, according to this website, the worst Broadway musical of all time?
2: According that's to the... To we- yeah. What's the name of the website? Um, liveabout.com. Okay, the worst Broadway musical of all time. Are, and now, it, okay. I guess I just have to answer to get the answer to the question I was going to ask. Um, okay,
1: I, I'll give you some uh, hints. It is based want- on a popular book by a horror
2: author. Oh, uh, Sweeney Todd. No. Nope. Is it Christine? Cr uh, oh, Carrie. Close. Yes, Carrie. carrie. Got it. Yes. Okay.
0: Carrie. Christine carrie yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: got it. Now I that answered my question. We're talking about legit musicals and not yes. underground stuff. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. And there's number two is uh a Spider Man turned off the dark. They okay. Um
2: I read a book about that one. Um, oh really? So they're saying it's the worst. So um th- my understanding of it was so they this was the most expensive musical ever like by a long shot um the deal was like marvel or whoever owns spider-man was like we need to make a big splash and so they hired julie taymore who did the lion king and like won a million awards for that uh they hired her to do the script and direct or they hired her to direct and they she hired someone to do the script and it ended up just being like the people who were paying the bills well first Mm -hmm. of all it was like uh, technological wonder and the <laughs> people were like getting severely injured in it and um, uh, the, the contraptions were breaking regularly. Uh, this is and all to help
0: Spider-Man fly through the air?
2: Yes and it was like a legit like you, supposedly if you were there you were like holy cow this is amazing but it was always breaking and like people were yeah. getting severely like yeah. one guy got his arm cut off I think Oh my god! Um, in like a you know a, some contraption Mm-hmm. Um, okay so they finally like figured it out and they rewrote like they brought in all the corporate people they brought in this corporate writer he finally like t- took out all the stuff that was causing stuff to break and but i guess it finally was produced and it was like uh you know like like if you watch Avengers i watch avengers i go wow what a piece of shit but if you right. love avengers you probably would love this musical <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: so theater my. people hated it because it was more of an action movie I,
2: I don't even know if that's the case. Was, but was like, there singing? There was singing. And there was, it was so the music was written by you too.
0: Oh, oh that, really? maybe that's the problem. <laughs>
2: Probably part of it. Yeah, um, but so they they pulled out all the stops. But uh, and it ran. It might have even uh, broke even at the end of the day. Um, so that's um, great. Right? And, and the guy who wrote it, he wrote a book about the whole experience and it's a great book. Um, I think it's called Turn Off the Light or something. <laughs> um, but like he talks about uh, known knowns, uh, known unknowns, and then unknown knowns, which are this funny thing where like, that's the thing we talked about, but then we decided to, we'll push it off till later. <laughs> like, like, we'll just deal with that problem later. Like, and he's like, all those... Uh, known uh, oh was it unknown knowns all those uh came back to bite him in the ass later
1: (laughs) uh so toby it sounds like it's time for you to take
2: off Uh, you know i'm i i uh, it's okay i I have very little control over my life these days Um, this is this is where we have a little bit of control for an hour
1: and (laughs) i I appreciate you guys being on here I will you.